Are you wondering what is the right time to start a small business? Are you looking for resources, maybe legal or financial, on starting a new business? Welcome to Life Beats with Sirisha on Radio Caravan on 104.1 FM and 700 AM. It is actually cooling off outside and it's beautiful. If you haven't got a chance to step out this Thursday, this is your host, Dr. Sirisha Kuchimanchi. I'm a former semiconductor tech executive, a podcast host, and an entrepreneur. I work with organizations and universities on building leadership pipelines, elevating leaders, and getting students ready for the workforce. If you're interested in learning more about me or what I work on, you can check out my website, sirishakuchimanchi.com. It's spelled S-I-R-I-S-H-A-K-U-C-H-I-M-A-N-C-H-I. And you can also listen to the podcast, Women, Career, and Life, on any of your favorite podcast platforms. It is a top 30 percent 45 podcast as well. I'm so excited to have Sonali Rati Pramanik today with us. She is a serial small business entrepreneur. That's how I would call her. She's done so many things, including working in garment, retail, running her own spa. And today, after a brief introduction from Sonali, we are going to unwrap, if you're a small business owner, the steps to walk through this from and the resources that are available. As always, the phone lines are open. You can call the number at 214-817-3333 and ask us questions. You'll go live on air. The number again is 214-817-3333. So Nali, thank you for being here today. It's wonderful to get and learn from someone who's done this a few times and knows the pathway to follow. So why don't you give us a brief introduction about yourself? Uh, hi, Sarisha, and hi, everyone there. Uh, thanks, Risha, for having me over for this show. And as you mentioned, yes, I don't want to call it a serial small business owner, but yes, I have been in small business for a while now. Um, after my business degree, I worked with ICI Paints in India for five years and then moved into garments manufacturing and retailing in Mumbai. And then when I moved to the U.S., I co-founded an Ayurveda-based spa and yoga studio. And this was in Plano. We ran that business for 11 years. And after that, after a brief break due to COVID, and then now I'm on to my next business, which is in Ayurvedic skincare, which is going to be launched in a couple of months. Wonderful. And you have always had partners in your business and yes. you've always worked it very diligently so let's start with this i think people wonder so let's start with what are the resources available when someone is starting a business and what are like the first two steps you have to take okay so first of all let me tell you if you're thinking of a small business i think the good time to start a business is now if you have a passion if you have an idea don't keep putting it off because there's no better time than to start as right now and there are a lot of resources available. So things like over here in DFW area, we have SBA and we have SBDC, Small Business Administration and Small Business Development Corporation. And you can set up a time with them. They have several mentors available to mentor you in different areas of the business. There are attorneys, there are CPAs, there are marketing uh, advisors, business advisors who will give their time to you pro bono and you can take your idea to them. You can take your business plan, marketing plan to them and they will help review those and give you suggestions, give you ideas and give you directions how to go forward. 
that's actually important to know because as I'm going through my own journey, I don't believe I've actually leveraged all those resources as well. And how, so are SBS and SPDCs by counties, by cities or? Yes, they are by counties. Okay. And then they would reach out to them and set up time to review all of this. Yes. And they will refer you to other people within their organization who could be of use to you. You could get a half an hour free consultation with an attorney who will help tell you that what all do you need uh, when you're starting a new business or with a CPA who will guide you further. So you can make use of those resources. Okay. And what are the steps? Obviously, you're staying with SBA and SPDC. In your case or and I'm probably talking to other small business owners, I think the challenge is taking a few steps back in this journey, right? How do you even vet your idea or think up ideas and say, okay, these are things that I want to, and do you go to SBA and SBDC before you vet and look at market analysis? Or is it something that you, what is the way to affect that before you jump in here? Yeah, so normally you would, once you have an idea, you would do your research first. You would see whether this idea is viable, see who are the competitors in this space, see whether there's really a demand for your idea. Is that what people are looking for? And even if there are a lot of times where some ideas are very path-breaking ideas, where people know that's what they're looking for. And that's fine. If you have the conviction, you can go ahead, do your research, I would say, and then take it to the to SBA, to SBDC, and ask them for their help. And they will guide you. They'll with their experience, they're very experienced people there, and they will guide you and tell you what have you missed out. Maybe you should look at some other resources, look at some other areas and do your research thoroughly, and then go ahead with the next step in developing a, in your business plan. Okay. And once you've got, obviously, from a business standpoint, setting up the right legal structure for it, whether you decide on an LLC, a partnership, escort. I'm sure that's part of the guidance of what it needs to. It depends whether you have a partner or how you're planning to structure it. Yes, that's right. And typically you would go to an attorney. The next step would be that if you are a solo partner, you don't have any other partners in the business. If you're going solo, then you could even set it up yourself. It's not very difficult to set up a business on your own. But if you have partners, then you would definitely want to have proper agreements in place so you would go through an attorney for that okay because the attorney is not only about the legal structure but about all the partnership and other if you have ip and trademark and other compliance too that they need to come in and step in and of course there are different attorneys doing different things yeah absolutely right and one of the things people normally overlook is the importance of partnership agreements because when you're getting in business with friends, you tend to say, oh, everything's fine. I trust this person completely. And sure, I'm not saying that the trust is going to get lost, but you want to be prepared for the worst. So it it really makes sense to have your partnership agreements in place for simple things like what happens if kind of situations. And so that everything is laid out, everyone is on the same page, and there are no uh, surprises later on. Yeah, when you think about it, someone might want to exit the business sooner or later, or you want to take it public. There are so many different decisions to make from a business standpoint. Also, when I think about it, it's I think it's a protection for both people. It's not only like for you, right? It's for them as well. And working with a lawyer like this, I, it opens up ideas that you haven't thought about. You don't know where all the different segues are, especially if it's your first business. Which That's very true. Can do. Yes. And, 
their expertise and sort of their standard agreements gives you an insight of okay here are various ways i can tackle this and yes very true because also you need to think of it whether depending on what kind of business you are in you need to look at liability issues also so there are a lot of areas that you need to consider you want to see if one person wants to exit if you want to bring additional partners if some if you need additional funds and if the existing partners don't want to put in whether you need to go for outside investments there are a lot of things if you lay those out beforehand as much as possible then that really ensures a smooth sailing on the agreement front at least later on yeah it takes away a lot of the pressure right it's absolutely because friends and family are, are certain relationships you would like to retain and not be <laughs> derailed by business concerns so you have to be intentionally careful so if you're tuned in you're listening to life beats with sarisha on radio caravan we have sonali here we are discussing how to set up a small business the legal and financial resources available many of you may be on this path or even thinking about it or maybe contemplating it in the future you can definitely call us the studio number is 2148173333 maybe you want to even pick up a pen and paper or an electronic device and take notes of this we were just talking about using the small business association and the small business development corporation the sba and the spdc for a lot of these resources and if one of you is walking through this it would be if you want us to walk through this with you yeah okay we have someone calling so i'm just going to pick up the phone just give me a second hello you're live on air hello hi can you hear us you're live on air Hello, welcome to Radio Caravan. You're live on air. If you can hear us, maybe you can speak or maybe call back if, if the line isn't going through. Yes, thank you. So as we look at, please, thank you for calling back. So yes, please go on. Okay, so Nina, thanks for joining. I'm going to let Sonali answer this and then I'll take some of it as well, please. Uh, yes, hi, Nina. And uh, yeah, so one of the things you may want to do is contact SBA, set up a marketing advisory kind of a call with them and see if they are able to give you any additional inputs on which are the other avenues you could consider. And this will be, it's a complimentary service. So you definitely would want to make use of this. And other avenues, if you're looking at local avenues, maybe if you want to consider approaching some affiliated businesses like if you approach somebody who's selling maybe garments and then you're 
candles, jewelry kind of would be an add-on service. Or if you approach some spas or some other places where they would be willing, lifestyle stores or something like that, where they would be willing to keep your products over there for a small fee, and that could give you a broader reach of audience. Yeah, that's actually really good because I know Caldas was talking about setting up on Etsy and other places. Absolutely, like the dichotomous relationship, a partnership that you're talking about. Uh, uh, people might suggest setting up in, in like when they have exhibitions and stuff. So there is a lot of this is around, I think a good idea is like is the marketing because there's a lot of ROI around this discussion. It's how much time, effort, and sometimes the money you want to spend around this. So I would suggest as you're putting a marketing plan with someone, I use this tool, I mind map, meaning I throw all the ideas by just researching and then putting like a star saying which one makes sense and what's the dollar comment next to it, because I think that will help narrow down the focus because you can completely go scattershot and spend a lot of time doing things. Mm -hmm. And you have to try some of these, of course, and see which one sticks. But I like the idea of partnering with organizations that already are catering to a certain audience that you want to speak to. And when you go to the store, you obviously see candles and others. So maybe between garment stores, going to the mall, maybe finding some niche places uh, to take your product would be a good way to do it. And I would say the timing of it is now, as Anali was saying, but I think the timing of it is now also more pertinently because it's October and Thanksgiving and Christmas around the corner and people are going to be shopping for gifts and for the holidays. So I wish you the best. And hopefully some of these suggestions and maybe working towards the small business organizations will get you on a much better footing and wishing you the best. So thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling. Yes. And uh, if anyone else has questions, please definitely do call in. So what have we, so what is the next step? I know we talked about partnership and stuff. I can tell you from my own experience, uh, the, the reason I bring up ROI is sometimes we have a lot of ideas or sometimes you're struggling with, especially marketing, right? I listened to two things yesterday that I happened to be following on YouTube. And one of them was a CEO who makes these custom biscuits in the UK. And they're each one singly iced. And she, she said something that was so important. She said, everything starts that I do is through marketing first, because most of us, and I, and I know I'm just as guilty, we think of product, we think of all the logistics and marketing is the add-on. In, in some sense, you have to think of marketing way, if, if you've started on your business, great, but this is, if you have not even started to think of marketing as sort of the precursor and a very integral, huge pillar of everything else, because the product will only sell if you market it and people know it exists. Very true, Sarisha, because you can have a good product, a very good product. And yes, all of us fall in the trap of designing the best possible product we can or the best possible service we can, but we shy away from hand in hand working on how are we going to market this product? Because if people don't know, then it's only going to get you so much so far. And so while you make your business plan, I think one of the critical things is to start thinking of, yes, I have this product. I, this is how my finances will work, but where is, how am I going to market this and how much money do I need to market this? And yes, marketing can turn out to be a bottomless pit if you are not careful. So you have to prioritize when, as a small business owner, especially where you don't have like deep corporate pockets to dig into. So you really need to be very watchful where you're spending your money. I would say focus on, make a list of all the marketing ideas that you have, and then focus on the ones which will, which cost low, are low in cost, but will give you 
returns much faster. So there are activities which may cost low, but which are long term, which also you need to invest in. But to just keep you getting started, if you start thinking investing right from day one into long term, then you won't see any result of your marketing dollars within the short term. So I would say keep a balance of some investments which are called long term, but some investments which you do, which where you start seeing results short term so that you earn the revenues to then fuel your marketing costs so that you're not constantly funding all your marketing expenses from your own pockets. Your revenues are then working towards funding your marketing costs as well. So that would be something to focus on when you make your marketing plan and prioritize your activities and marketing expenses accordingly. Yeah, I, that's so spot on. It's almost like you create a budget out of your revenue saying some percentage allocation like people do for research and development, you put a marketing budget. It, it brings up a very valid point because I went to the startup week a few weeks ago and obviously people are of different mindsets. People are looking for venture capital investors and there was this one gentleman who's done, this is a second company and both of them in a way if you, you think of it like bootstrapping but he's done it quite intelligent, very smartly in that sense. He's all about focusing on generating revenue because he takes that revenue to grow. Whereas not that, and it's not always the option for everyone to have that opportunity, but I thought it was a very good way to solidly build a financial base because otherwise, oftentimes we all think of investing or putting money into it. And like you said, it's a bottomless pit and then we struggle to grab. So his is all about generating the revenue and that's where he grows. And I thought, Yes, but it's also a very specific viewpoint that may not be everyone's cup of tea. Yes, you're right. And so you have to find your right balance. Some businesses may need very long-term growth kind of a, a focus, but if you can balance it out with a little bit of, let me see some immediate returns. And then when you keep seeing that revenue, you can keep reinvesting into the marketing activities. And one of the key things about any business, right? And if you read, no matter... You look at Jeff Bezos or the person who's running the small business, no matter which business you're in, you're going to end up pivoting at some point. You have to be like adapt and agile and willing to shift based on customer feedback, what the market conditions are, because the idea that we come up with, I think is rarely the idea that ends up actually finally executing and depending on which situation they are in. And being able to do that is critical because I think of this, like this concept of the sunk cost. You can keep throwing more and more at it, more money, more time, more resources, and just a ton and not realizing a, a lot of it back. And you have to be careful that all of us don't get into that when we're doing something. You're right. Very true, Sisha. I think at the end of it, the focus has to be that you need to generate revenue. You have to be in love with that rather than in love with the idea itself so that you're not too engrossed and okay or too attached to the idea if you need to change it to alter it to modify it you should be willing to do that and see because what you started out with may not be what the market really is looking for and you might find other opportunities there and if you're not willing to adapt then you're losing it all uh, or losing all the opportunities that are available out there yes and just i'm going to have sonali share her information and then we're going to continue for the we have about a few more minutes going so you're listening to live beats with sarisha if you have questions or suggestions for this show 
You can email me at women career and life. It's spelled W O M E N C A R E E R and life. And if you are interested in connecting with me, you can check out my website, sirishakuchimanchi.com to partner on any of the things that I would work with. Sonali, how would people contact you if they wanted to reach out? Sirisha, they can contact you and you can share their contact with me and I can get in touch Perfect. with them. That, that yeah. works really well. Yeah. And you were talking about pivoting and not being tied to the idea because I think that's exactly it, right? We are so vested in it. And the other thing that we touched on briefly is your idea may be ahead of the time. So sometimes the market conditions have to be ideal. So there's this TED talk about where this gentleman looks at timing, resources, idea, you know, uh, funding and five, six factors. And he says, what made the most successful companies successful? And interesting, one of the big parameters was timing of it. Because if you wanted YouTube to be successful, you needed to be able to download that much of data, the net capabilities and the mobile capabilities to be there. If it came, and I think there were other companies that tried this a few years ago, but they just couldn't do it. So there is not to take away from the idea and obviously the phenomenal execution that goes around it, but sometimes it just needs to be that space ready and for people to be ready to hear it. Because when you're swinging a new idea from the fences and no one knows about it and no one has an idea, sometimes an upswing because you have to convince someone about it as well. That's true. Yes. And though having said that, there could be some ideas that really click and like Walkman, mm -hmm. when Sony introduced the Walkman, who thought that, okay, when I'm walking, I would want to listen to music. Yeah. Nobody thought of that. But yes, it is an uphill task then in those cases to convince the market that's something that they really need or to figure out that the timing is right for that product. So it's, it's a bit of the marketing and the audience understanding and all of this. I think of Airbnb, like all of these products that yes. we use so seamlessly without thought nowadays. 10 years, 20 years ago, didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And all the companies that are in the trillion dollar didn't exist 10, 20 years ago. Yes, very so true. All tech companies, whatever, which form, which function they may take. So we have about two minutes. Anything that we think we haven't touched on that we should be talking about? Or what mistakes do we tend to make that we can try and avoid by doing certain things? Oh my God, that <laughs> what mistakes we can make is so business specific. Uh, one of the things I would want to, as you grow large, bigger, a small business owner, as a small business owner too, you will have employees. And one of the things I would really like to mention is about employee relations and how to uh, keep those employees with you, how to take care of them. And that's a very important aspect because as a small business owner, you can't really do it all. Even if you are in a partnership, it gets hard to get to be everywhere all at once. And so it you will need to uh, rely on someone else. And it, it does make sense. Don't put everything on yourself. Find some trusted people you could rely on. Treat them well. Get Maybe make them vested in your growth so that they grow as you grow. And the two things that happen with that, you have somebody with an outside view coming and telling you in your operations what could work better, how to do something better. That could be a big plus for you because sometimes we be so engrossed in it that we don't look outside of it and are not able to find solutions for our common day-to-day -day problems. And secondly, it also gives you a breather, gives you a little bit of space to focus on, okay, what next? How do I go beyond the day-to-day -day running of the business and look at what the next steps should be? Very important because it's about 
making your employee feel valued, retaining them, and also having training and processes as much as possible. We are almost a few seconds out. I do want to thank Sonali for sharing this because I think there's been so much. I wish you the best if you're starting a small business or you're in that journey. And thanks, Sonali. Thank you so much, Sirisha, for having me. I really enjoyed being here. Thanks, everyone, for listening.